Hello and welcome everyone to the High Ground Podcast. Um, I am super excited because we're going to be talking about Star Wars canon uh, today, which big canon fan, big Legends fan, and I think we need to be able to respect both and you know, we're going to have that whole conversation, but um, we are going to do it right here on the High Ground. Hello and welcome, uh, my guests here on the High Ground Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Doing well. Pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So I I invite you guys all because, you know, big canon people and we're always talking. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of stuff. I've been a lot of you. It's the first time. Connor, it's the second time. Well, Connor with two ends. Um, <laughs> but it's been over a year since I've had you on, so I'm sorry it's been so long. It's it's nice to nice to see you here, buddy. No worries, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's start by we're gonna go around the room and um, you know introduce everyone. Say who are you, where we can find your awesome content, and uh, you know what? I the question I wrote was too basic. I'm gonna throw an audible at you guys. Okay. Ooh. Oh great. The yeah, question, and it's for everyone in the chat too. On um, the spot. The question, question is, who's the drippiest character in Star Wars? Who's got who's got the best drip? Um, oh, right. What's her freaking name? So so dig deep, dig deep. No um, no no. Oh, I'm digging deep think, here. Think think think. I'll, oh, I'll no. go to. Yeah, I got uh, it. Perfect. I'll go to Connor Fahey first. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm Connor, uh, a.k.a. Jedi Connor, and I'm on TikTok on Jedi.Connor, um, Twitter, Jedi.Connor, and also um, soon to be YouTube. I'm in the works of editing my first YouTube video. Um, mm-hmm. And so Drippiest in Star Wars, I'd have to give it to my guy, Hondo Onaka, um, the pirate. Okay. Uh, he is, he's got all these chains and all these little necklaces and stuff. And I think he's, he definitely has the drippiest and he's the funniest character in star Wars. I think. All right. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. He's like eight chains, uh, eight chains Honda. <laughs> he's also got some of the best, best swagger too. So I, I appreciate it. Um, how about you? Uh, star Wars fact guy, AKA Tate. That is me. I've known my many names. You can call me Tate. You can call me Star Wars Fact Guy. You can follow me on TikTok, Star Wars Fact Guy. That's fact, not facts. That's a very common misconception. We clear that up immediately. But um, yeah, every day I'm breaking down Star Wars facts, trivia, little connections, and maybe some prompts that would make you want to explore the universe a little bit further. Um, real curveball, though, with that question, Chaka. I'm looking at my crib notes now, and they're not giving me any feedback. <laughs> but um, it's a bit of a basic one. But honestly, I think what I love about Solo so much is it just solidified that Lando is the god of drip in Star Wars. The man had an entire closet full of just capes. Just capes, right? A cape mm-hmm. for every occasion. It's, I think it's described. He's got like a cape for winter wear. He's got a cape for summer planets. He's got tropical drip. And his pajamas at the end of Solo, his little pajamas with the fluffy clouds, best outfit in Star Wars, hands down. All right. I I love it. I appreciate it. Uh, Real quick, before we hit up uh, uh, the other Connor, I just want to say uh, I have some people in chat saying that, um, uh, let's see here. 
we, we got some love for for Count Dooku, his oh, trip. Yeah. Uh, we definitely got a few votes for for Lando, just in the Star Wars channel, Russian Mike, um, Dukes, uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Obi-Wan said that. Darth <laughs> Man 86 said Obi-Wan. Amber Medina said Babu Frick. We got Poggle the Lesser. I respect that. <laughs> Poggle the list, honestly, you're right. That should have been number one. It should have been. Some Hondo love. Uh, we have uh, Leox. Uh, oh, Yossi yeah. is, is one of them. Yeah. Space Matthew McConaughey, I do agree. Yeah. I, he has that little really like necklace and that open vested kind of little look that he's got. I can see that. Yes. And we had... Uh, oh. <laughs> um, and... Sorry, Alex, I'll, I'll reach out to you as soon as we finish this part. Uh, Alex is also going to be joining us. Uh, but, yeah, no, lots of lots of love all the way around. Um, but, yeah, uh, Connor, what uh, – by okay, Connor with two ends. I'm just going to call you Fahey, if that's cool. Perfect. Connor with one end. You're Connor. All right. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Connor, how about you? Uh, for um, – well – People mainly can find me on Twitter at Depa Banana. Uh, recently, just changed my name there, um, but that's where I'm most active on social media. I also have Instagram and Discord, but I'll plug all that other good stuff at the end. Uh, in terms of Star Wars character with the most drip, I gotta give it to Deva Lom Lompop. She is from the comics. Recently introduced by Justina Ireland. She wrote a one-shot of her. She's in the High Republic, too. And just... She has a... She has incredible drip. Her outfit is just spot on. So. Nice. I love it. Um, yeah. I, so you guys are, are naming some, some amazing people. Um, okay, so reading... Um, into the dark, Orla Drenny and just her pristine all white. Yes. All the time. Just how yeah. they would be like Queen. She, she's like down and like fighting people with her bare hand and and then it would be like and somehow her outfit was pristine white still. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh I, I don't I don't know how she's doing it, but uh I'm for it. She's There's something about the High Republic and drip. Everything in the High Republic can be like surmised by the one word. It's just drip. I mean, the fact that the Jedi have two robes, one just for, like, fancy dress wear, it's it's the era of drip, the Drip Republic, honestly. Yep. <laughs> yep. At, uh, absolutely. And, real quick, we have a, another person joining. So, let's go ahead and bring him up now. Hello, Alex. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are y'all doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, um, I asked the question and I, I threw an audible at everyone. So you're going to have to deal with it. Um, I said, who are you? Where can we find you and your uh, awesome content? And who has the most drip in Star Wars? Um, so Sunshine Mayfield, uh bnb underscore pod is uh where you can find me on all the social medias and that is actually for our avatar the last airbender podcast which is what i initially started my tiktok for um that very quickly turned into 
uh, a Star Wars TikTok, which was unexpected, uh, but worked out well. Uh, so you can find me there uh, for all that stuff. Um, the most drip, I'm going to go with uh, Amelyn Holdo. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Got a style, uh, specifically in the comics that I've seen, um, but also in the way that she just steps onto, onto the bridge. Uh, I, yeah, I respect the hell out of her. She's one of my favorites. I think she's got a lot of style. It's a subtle drip, but it's there. Subtle <laughs> drip. I respect that. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, and then also, also I, I do have to give a shout out to one of the queens of drip uh, Kira because on solo oh, yeah. she's I mean she's always bringing it like I don't Absolutely, know that's yeah. oh and Padme too yeah, oh, yeah. I mean that yeah. that is yeah. the ultimate queen of drip <laughs> I don't even know I don't even think of her Jesus what's wrong with me um looks like he may have dropped out but uh I'm sure he will be back the Empire's trying oh. to get him yeah. yeah. <laughs> no worries. All right. Um, so question and going forward, and of course this is conversational, so feel free to to, to jump in and you know and chat. I just kind of go with people s- specifically to start, so that we don't all say the same thing. You know, like forcing you guys to uh, not have one person get the first prompt every single time, but. Um, yeah, I'm gonna ask. What was, what's the first story you remember that made you want to deep dive, and, uh, and kind of like what what is your experience you know, overall with uh, with the canon and expanded universe? Um, and I will go with uh, Tate first on this one. Nice, nice. Um, I mean, if you if you've heard my story before, you know me. I'm South African, so growing up, we really didn't have like comic books and. EU novels and stuff at the radio, you know, that just wasn't a thing for me. So Wikipedia was kind of like my main vice. And I remember playing Lego Star Wars and I would see a new character that I didn't know and I would like scribble the name down on a piece of paper and then I would like save it for later. I'd ask my dad, I'm like, who is like Kit Fistu? Like, who's this dude? Who's Count Doku? Like, who's that guy? <laughs> so I remember I would just research as much as I could, like go to the library, look at visual dictionaries and stuff. But then I kind of like fell off a little bit. But when Star Wars really came back with the Disney era, the thing that really got me back into it was Rogue One, which if you follow me, you know, it's my favorite Star Wars movie. I love it to bits. And I think it just thematically the way that Rogue One operates with like themes of like sacrifice, the importance of life, every person fighting in war was like an individual with their own motives and their own goals. It kind of speaks to a lot of what like I appreciate in Star Wars. So I went to the visual dictionary. I'm like, I want to know everyone who was on the beach in Scarif. Like they're a damn hero. I got to know them. <laughs> so I started tracking them down. I said, okay, this is this person. This is this person. This guy who handed like Bodhi the extension cord, that's them. And I tried to create a timeline of where they had been prior so I could see where they were leading up to like that fateful battle. And then from there, it was just a ripple effect diving in. I'm like, oh, what's this book? Oh, what's this book? And Five years later, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of Star Wars, like tucked away into my brain that replaced all other knowledge that I actually need for life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love it. And, um, real quick, oh. I, I, I got to, hopefully this isn't too much, but I, I got to shout out Sand Hater. Also love Rogue One. Big fan of your channel. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, Star Wars lawyer. We love Rogue One. Oh, 
tons and yeah, tons of, uh, of Rogue One. I'm telling you, Rogue, Rogue One fans are making a comeback. I'm telling you. <laughs> Which is funny because I didn't like it when I walked out of the theaters. I, yeah. it, it wasn't until I had uh, a Rogue One episode of this podcast that I could mm-hmm. really got to the point of appreciating it fully. Um, yeah. But uh, Connor, uh, what do you think? Rogue One. Yeah, that's the same story for me. Let's go. Um, let's go. So, so I'll have to. So I'll just go back to my just Star Wars story in general. I was, I remember, uh, watching the action scenes specifically of Phantom Menace and Return of the Jedi as a kid. I saw Revenge of the Sith at eight years old, in two thousand five, and then I remember watching the Clone Wars film, getting into Clone Wars and watching it with a friend who was big into Legends. And they still are, really. They're not not as... I don't think they've really read much of the current canon. They're just, they're just been Legends all the way. So they really helped me get into Star Wars. But then my sort of love for it kind of fell off just because of college... Not because of college, but because of um, middle school and high school because I was just so busy with school and cross-country and everything that I just didn't really have much time for it. So... Rogue One was honestly my reintroduction because like I saw Force Awakens in theaters, but I only saw it once. So I didn't really have, and I discussed it with friends, but it never was like, I wasn't like super excited to get into the universe, but Rogue One really was because it was like the first quote unquote EU movie in Star Wars. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, I want to know more about this universe now because it's like, if we can get all this cool stuff in a movie, I wonder what else is there. And so I ended up getting into the books and getting into the comics and getting into everything. And so just, yeah, it's pretty awesome. big springboard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I also, I got uh, Dad Boy Steve in the chat. I love both canons. Dark Disciple was my first novel and Darth Plagueis was my first Legends novel. Uh, both incredible books. Uh, yeah, a, a man of, a man of taste. Um, Julia Christine knows a lot about canon now because of one special boy. Um, that special boy, of course, being Corky Kenobi. Um, yeah, I say Corky <laughs> Kenobi. I, I, I'm not even a Corky trooper. He's, she, she's just like ingrained it into my mind, and that's just what... <laughs> I respect it. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I love it, though. Uh, all right. We got... Uh, how about you, uh, Sunshine? Yeah, so uh, I the first I'd seen I gr- I grew up uh, watching the the original trilogy, but never really like loved it. But like my family would watch it every now and then, and so um, and then I watched the original movies when they came out in theaters, and I, I honestly I didn't love them then. Um, I'm still like rumbling with them now, but with much more like care and grace. Um, I know they're very loved, uh, and so. Uh, but really what got me to jump into canon was I watched season two of The Mandalorian um, with my fiance and I didn't know who Bo-Katan was uh, and I didn't know what the Darksaber was. And I don't like to not know things. Um, and so at that point, I was like, I, I got to go back. If, if, if we're going to keep getting these things in media, I need to know who they are and what they are. Um, and if anything's ever been said true about me is if I go into something, I go into something. Yeah. And so I yep. said, why not try to do the entire Star Wars canon in a year? Um, <laughs> it's a madman. It, 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 it would be so much more 
easy if the High Republic wasn't pumping out new material. <laughs> honestly, like every every yep. week. <laughs> Um, yep. Yep. Because like, like the other day, I was like, "Out of the Shadows is already out," and Tempest Runner. Like, I didn't yeah. know. So then I have to like put everything on pause and jump back to it. Um, but that's but that's what got me into it. And then on, you know, because uh, I'd also seen the the sequel trilogy at this point, uh, jumping into canon, seen all the movies, and then Mandalorian, and I'd seen seasons of Clone Wars, um, but then always like fell off at some point, and so uh, it was just determined to go through everything this year, and, and so now that's that's. Uh, that's been my life. Uh, that's where I'm at for the next three months is to just try to push through everything from uh, zero ABY to the end. <laughs> Luckily, it's uh, Star Wars is very front loaded on the canon side of things, which is, yeah. I think is helpful. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. It's it's been super fun though watching you go through it. And there's certain things like I've I've read all the all of the um, canon like big novels but seeing you go th- into the nitty-gritty and like the the small stuff that i've overlooked and then you'll say it's like good i'm like oh i gotta pick that up too then. i guess <laughs> yeah. like dang like <laughs> um yeah, yeah guardian of the wills was a massive surprise for me as we talked about love a, of rogue one it's uh, a good one it's, it's just listed as like a young readers novel i loved it um I need one to of my read favorite that. books that i've done so far and so that's uh, i Thank you. can't recommend it enough Okay. They actually just came out with a, a comic for it um, yeah. as as well. I, I just picked that up. Um, Element 7 says Empire got me into everything uh, expanded and that naturally mm-hmm. led to new canon. Um, yeah, and there is... <laughs> it's really saying Bokan is just one step away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Camilla says that your canon challenge run is legendary. And it, it truly is. Uh, that's ins- yeah, that's incredible. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> one See, of us. One of us. It's a part-time <laughs> job. It's a part. It's, 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 it honestly <laughs> is. It's the question is hours a week. Bare the, like, I'm starting to like shut like Audible at one point like six per like <laughs> like time damn. speed of books is, is becoming a lifesaver at this. Point. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, I do everything. I, everything is is two x. I can't even. I don't know. I've lost the attention span to do it slowly. Actually, I find that um, speeding it up means I am less listening to the words and I'm more just like feeling the story. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Uh, when when you read, a lot of times you end up like or like saying the words out loud in your head, which is not necessary. We think way faster than we can speak, so it's like taking off those training wheels and just going ham, you know. Oh. Yep. Not to mention all the audible, like all the books, all the audio books are just absolutely stellar when it comes to like production and performance yeah. and everything they add into it, which also yep. just makes it a really nice immersive experience yeah. as opposed to. Um, Sitting at my mind is very creative, but it, it's a, it's very nice to have sound effects and things like oh, that yeah. as, as we go yeah. through. And because um, I finished, so um, I just recently finished uh, Dooku Jedi Lost by Kevin Scott. <sighs> oh, just, yeah, bang up, so freaking good. Like, yeah. I didn't know how he was going to handle Dooku's how Dooku would depart the order, but he handled it so well, and it gives me so much hope that he handles that he that he'll handle another certain. Uh, Jedi in the High Republic and, and their um, possible departure the same way. So, yeah. right. And the High Republic books have like original scores too. So that's yeah. super cool to hear when you're listening to that. 
Do in it. In Light of the Jedi, uh, there's a scene where they first show the Nile and they're listening to what's called wreck punk. And like, there's just like <laughs> weird industrial metal music playing. It was just like, oh man, this is a jam, you know? Yeah. And it's they really totally listen to the Who. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And they blast their music like while they're in battle. You're just like getting attacked and there's just like this raging music going on. You're like, what is going on? <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, how, how about you, uh, Fahey? Yeah, so um, I've been – I was introduced to Star Wars like before I could remember. My dad was a big fan of the original movies. And I really started to enjoy it when Lego Star Wars came out. Um, the original Lego Star Wars game, I played that. Me and my brother would play it till we were falling asleep. And we also had like lightsabers we could like flick out and we would I'd, like hurt each other and stuff. But um, I – was a huge fan also of the 2003 Clone Wars series that came out. Um, and that's, that was like my first introduction. I was like, wow, like who is this dirge? Like who, who are all these people? And um, then I wasn't allowed to see Revenge of the Sith in theaters because it was PG 13 and I was not 13. My parents didn't let me. So um, I still have beef with them, but it's okay. Uh <laughs> But um, I was I was just a fan of, of the movies up until like middle school. And then I kind of uh, took a break from it in high school. And then in college is where I really picked it back up again. One of my roommates, uh, John Bates, shout out, um, daddy underscore Sheev on TikTok. He was uh, my freshman year roommate and he really got me back into Star Wars. And Rogue One was I think that was the first movie that I saw in theaters. Um, first Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters. And then um, The Last Jedi was where I really started to take like a deep dive into lore, ba- basically off of Snoke. Um, I was like super into like the Snoke theory videos on YouTube, and I would try to like find every detail of was he Palpatine, was he Darth Plagueis, uh, was he like a Prime Jedi originally? Like I was all in on on Snoke. I still love Snoke, um, but what really got me into like expanded media and like the books and stuff was TikTok. There was I found Star Wars TikTok on in like December, 2019. And specifically Chaco was the first one to recommend <laughs> the revenge of the Sith novelization, which just springboarded my, my love for star Wars books because that, that book is just insane. Um, and then people started, like I started making content and people started to ask me questions. I'm like, I, I'm looking stuff up, but it says it's in a book. So I might as well just start reading all of them. And I fell in love with, with, uh, with the books. Yeah, it's I I, I remember it's it's funny because like when I first joined, I was like, oh man, I want to talk to people about books, and I'd find cool people and like, oh, do 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 you want some? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on the low, do you want some? <laughs> Look, I just so, want to mention just that's three out of three for Rogue One being the prime reason that people got into canon. Yeah, just putting that out there. Just that was the to first see. movie I also saw in theaters. That was my freshman year of college. I came out my freshman year of college. Yep. Something about Rogue One, just saying. Just saying. Something about it. And I got I got to say, the Ashes of Jeddah comic arc from the Whoa. 2015 mm, so main run, so freaking good. It, it it ties in so intimately to Rogue yeah. One, and Hope dies too, especially with the men, especially with how we mm. find out how Rogue Squadron is named. Oh, so good. Just top tier Star Wars right there. Everything centered around Rogue One is really like 
I won't ramble too long, but it's so like woven together, like so tightly knit yes. that it's like one complete story. If you want to like connect the tapestry together, I mean, oh, it's just yep. too good. Well, I mean, uh, so so after, because like I said, I was disappointed with Rogue One, and so after that, I I had to like I read uh, Catalyst, which I I loved because I I just really like Jason Lucino. I mean, he yeah, I gotta reread that. He 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 pumps like just detail after detail. It's like reading a textbook in the first half of all of his books, but all, all of those details like start connecting. And stuff. It's like yeah, it's like reading um, Hickman's uh, stuff oh, on, yeah. on the Marvels, oh, yeah. where, where it all ties together. But the first half, you're like, ah, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Rebel Rising as, as well. Oh god, um, what a book! That was incredible. So it, it looks like I, I got people because I I think on this podcast I'm gonna go through all of the movies again, but with different people this time because uh, when I started, you know, when I started this podcast, I had like uh, I think I was maybe at ten thousand, um, and unfortunately I had some amazing guests on really early, but like. There's more people I want to talk to. Like I had, tr- I didn't know who to reach out to for for Rogue One, and I'd love to do it again with, you know, with Tate and Stardust M. I don't know if you're following oh, yeah. her on TikTok. She's amazing. But, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I love it. Um, we have a lot of love in here. Uh, Camilla says Catalyst, a surprising read to be sure. Loved it. <laughs> yep. Um, apparently, I'm not saying James Lucino right. But, but you can't type out James Lucino. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't help me pronounce it. So, uh, Lucino, Lucino. I don't know. I always, yeah, I always thought it was Lucino as well. that's uh, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> it's all those names. I just like to call him James. We're on a first name basis, so yeah, <laughs> I know him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let me. We're going to kind of like uh, scrunch some of these these questions up. So um, what do you guys think of this whole canon versus Legends debate? Um, do we need to continue the Legends timeline? And what do you think about these these non-canon projects that we're getting now? Like, you know, like Visions. And um, obviously this Lego stuff isn't canon. You can't like pull yeah. off your head and stuff like that. Um, would be a lot cooler. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it would make it would make um, Maul's defeat a lot less tragic. Uh, he seems <laughs> to have done all right by himself in the late yeah. universe. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you guys think think of those? I, I will go to um, I'll go to Connor first. Uh, okay, so for what if I think about any of the whole legends and canon debate? I think they can coexist. Um, it's just weird that there's like a quote unquote war happening between the two. Uh, I'm a big stickler for canon. I probably all I will all I'll, uh, wow I can't talk. I always will be, but with continuing the Legends timeline, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I'd be happy for the people that would want those stories to be continued such as like sort of the jedi i know that was supposed to be you know written and everything and finished mm, and then my girl my once girl. uh 
you know, once the canon was reset, they scrapped it. So I wouldn't mind if unfinished legend stories became finished. So then you could make those legends fans happy that want those stories finished. So I think they can coexist. I think there can be two timelines. Uh, even though I'm like, even though I'm using timelines here, like very, very loosely <laughs> because multiverses and star Wars, just nah, not a fan. Um, but non-canon projects like visions and the KOTOR remake all for it because they allow star Wars to open up their storytelling boundaries and sort of just get more crazy and, um, bold and incredible so yeah i'm I'm for it okay nice i I like it and uh uh sunshine uh well so as someone who has uh never played kotor or uh also same um (laughs) has not read one ounce of legends content uh or i you know for me it's Stories are always meant to to connect and to allow for empathy and for people to experience things that are new. And, and so, whether a story or is canonized or not, if if it brings you joy, if it brings you um, the feelings that that storytelling is supposed to bring you, then like, yeah, do all do all of it, right? Like, make as many stories as you want, write as many stories as you want, read as many as you like, all of it. Um, the the kicker is that when you start to argue, like, what it what is real and what is not, like, it's all. It's all fiction, right? So, you know, maybe. And no one's done the research on a galaxy far, far away, way back when. So, um, but, I, you know, I, I think that's when you start to, like, use legends versus canon as a way to minimize the representation that people feel or a way mm-hmm. to minimize the joy that people feel. Like, why don't do that. Why do that? Um, and so I think for me, it's like, have it all let those stories be stories that are important to you and don't argue like you know, there's no necessary like it, it drives me up the wall when someone like argues about whether or not ray is a good character because the reality is what you think on that matters to you which is fine but it doesn't matter if someone feels joy from experiencing that character and seeing that character in canon because there is a there is a legitimacy that comes with i think being a part of canon because it's recognized on a cultural basis um i think in that sense like why would you try to rip that joy away from someone who feels seen or who feels like they are they see themselves in ray or in finn or in any other character that now exists that's canonized so i think for for me enjoy the stories that you want don't let your opinions cause harm to other people and don't try to take away the joy that other people feel um by trying to discredit you know the stories that are being told so I think that's where I kind of land yeah. on all of it. Let it all be and let people uh, enjoy things. Unless that joy, here's my only caveat to that. Unless your opinion or feelings on it is rooted in like misogyny, racism, all of that type of thing, then that's a bad opinion. That doesn't get yeah. to exist in, in mm. a space that I think where we're creating. Um, other than that, if people are feeling joy for, for things that aren't rooted in those things, let them do it and let them have it. And why would you take that away from someone? Yep. Ah, I, well I said. It. That was there beautiful. <laughs> Um, okay, apparently I said Jason Lucino, not James Lucino, and that's what he was correcting. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Um, also, Becca Shea in the chat also saying Rogue One's the best movie. There so we go. I, I, I feel like I feel like we, we already have a, a full cast for winning <laughs> Rogue One again. Um, there you go. 
So, yeah, uh, let's see. Apparently, Legends Thrawn is even more feral than Canon Thrawn. Um, yeah. He's Very he's true. He's definitely a lot more... Like, he's a straight villain. You know, that's... He's a bad guy. He doesn't have redeeming qualities. Like, that's... Yeah, and he gets killed by... Um, I can't... I remember seeing his death in, like, a guidebook, like, one of those references book, reference books for Legends, but I can't remember, like, what exactly happens. I think, um, his bodyguard, Rook, killed yes. him because he, he found out that, I think, Thrawn was exploiting his people or something like that, in, or his life. Yeah. Big time. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was uh, not good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do want to find, I, I do wish it was more Nogri, you know, just in, in yeah. canon. Um, poor Cannon Rook, eh? poor, yeah. poor Cannon Rook got the got the shafts. <laughs> uh, Evan Hoppin says a Rancor Jedi. I don't even know what that is, but I, I just had to, to call it out. Um, eh, maybe. Harith <laughs> <laughs> says this. Um, okay. Canon versus Legends is a weird debate. Both have their strengths and flaws. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And what, what, what do you think about it, um, Connor? Or. Um, no i mean everything that that alex said and and connor said definitely agree with like if you enjoy these stories because i'm kind of in the same boat as as alex where i have read very little legends i've read bane trilogy and and plagueis which are our top tier but like the 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 thing that I, i deal with a lot of like almost all canon facts on my channel and when people try to like take away from canon with legends like oh but in legends it was this so it should be this and this that's when i start to have a problem with like the toxicity and it, it could go both ways like people who follow canon can be toxic and then people who, who are who are legends fans like they can both be toxic but like just don't take away from other people's joy and try to like prove other people wrong just because you enjoy something else which um i see a lot in comments which is which is obviously not good but no. um the the projects like visions and and kotor i think they are they are great like like you guys said the the visions some of the best star wars that i've seen um they're just super creative and they're not held to anything which is which is great and it's just kind of it made me feel like that magic of star wars was was back um and it 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 put me in a really like excited place for star wars if they keep going on with these non-canon projects that just expand creativity yeah. yeah. Uh Brooke in, in the chat says uh I would love it if the quarter remake was was made canon cuz it's a cool time period. Um yeah. there's there's still just some you know odd odd things <laughs> that that happened but um I that's one of the reasons why I highly recommend reading old republic stuff. It's so far behind that even it like though, doesn't even really touch canon. Yeah, yeah. Ex- ex- exactly. I just um, need the combat to be overhauled. I can't do turn-based combat uh, at all. I agree. I, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fight Sith troopers and have to do just like four turns. Like, no. <laughs> just, just give me, fo- give me respawn. Have respawn do the combat. Give me just fallen order type style combat or something and just let me hack them up. See, my my... The thing I'm arguing for is um, is Dragon Age um, style combat where there's you can control the different people individually. You can like scroll up and tell them to you go here, you go here, you go here. Yeah. But it's still active. I, I yeah. probably still need that um, 
the RPG elements to it, but yeah. there was there was definite issues. You know, I have a, a friend who played it and made her character as such, like build it in such a way that the game is unplayable <laughs> and I had to start over. Um, let's see. Becca here is shouting out the uh, Village Bride, Ninth Jedi. Um, yes, yes, yeah. Village Bride. Yes, oh, those were back to back bangers, yeah. man. Those were so freaking good. Uh, Elmazem has a great point here. Is like they should have uh, to categorize continuities though, because you know visions is is legend. Each of those vision visions shorts don't fit together, but they're all legends, and they also don't mash with like. New Jedi Order, um, and a lot of stuff. So that's why where it gets kind of confusing. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on it, Tate? It seems very apparent that I might be the black sheep of this uh, discussion because I have a very strong opinion on this. But I'll, I'll be very careful with my phrasing. But um, I think the canon legends debate is, you know, it's a debate. It's a debate so good because it encourages rhetoric. But I think a lot of the rhetoric around the debate is rooted in a lot of... Um, misplaced perspective. A lot of it is fueled by um, individuals that have nothing but like agenda of hatred, of misogyny and racism. And of course, there's so many Legends fans out there. I mean, I think a lot of the fandom comes from Legends and that background of having read and grown up with those stories. But I feel like nowadays there's a lot of, uh, I don't know how to put it, a new wave Legends community that doesn't really engage with that content, but they almost secondary smoke it from creators who want to spread kind of negativity mm. towards it and fuel the debate to be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, this was better in Legends, and then it just spirals downwards, which is, again, not to dismiss anyone who is a Legends fan. There are so many, and I think we'd be remiss to say uh, that canon doesn't borrow from Legends because it does. So much yeah, of canon borrows from Legends. People will always um, say the idea like, oh, canon just ignored Legends. It ignored Legends. I'm like, yeah, but it brought back uh, Thrawn. And... There's at least 50 Legends references in every book. And, oh, you like KOTOR 2? Mitra Surik is mentioned in the High Republic by name. So these things are coming back. I think a war at this point is kind of pointless because it's intertextuality. It's taking the best from Legends, bringing it into canon. So trying to put the two against each other, like two trains going to collide, it's not going to be a pretty picture. So I wish just nowadays more people would allow themselves, you know, just... So humbled, opened up, and see that you're kind of getting the best of both worlds together. Like, you like Bounty Hunter stories? Cool. They brought back Baylor Falance from the Legends comics. He's a main character. He's got a book. If you yep. care about Legends, there he is. Read his book. He's pretty it's awesome. I'm going through those comics now. It's fantastic. He's literally the Terminator before the Terminator. Like, James Cameron, yeah. I have questions. I have questions, <laughs> James Cameron. What's up with that? But, um... Taking that forward quickly just to the topic of like non-canon, do we need to continue Legends? Um, no, that's my opinion. I think, Ooh. like I said, we're borrowing, we're borrowing the best from Legends at the moment, incorporating that into canon. We're getting so many things that are coming back. The best of the best are being brought back. So I think, you know, it's always nice to have closure. And I think a really good allegory for something like this, um, I'd say maybe you could compare this to something like Zack Snyder's Justice League where you didn't really get the true cut of the vision completed until a little while later. So perhaps if you wanted to, I think, like was suggested here, like wrap up sort of the Jedi, complete those stories. No, I think that would be fine because you get that closure. But to carry on further, I don't really find it to be like all that necessary. If you've ever dipped your toes in the Legends waters, I think there's so much to enjoy. When mm -hmm. um, Best allegory I ever heard was from Chaco, actually. The highs are high. 
but the low is on low. It's it's really like either or on the barometer there. So really mixed bag for you. It really is. So they like Legends was produced at a time where That's why I like they, my canon just in the middle. I would rather yep. have it be like a baseline level of quality where it's kind of there. I think Legends, we got to know like the history of the publishing was produced at a time where they just wanted content out. You know, there wasn't really any cohesion. They were like, uh, are you a good author? Yeah, I want you to write a book about this. Are you a good author? Yeah, I want you to write this book. And if you try to string it together, this one book, you'll learn one fact, 10 books contradicted and so on and so forth. It's like a Titanic kind of situation where it's, it's almost its ambition and its sheer scope doomed it to fail in the long run. So I think salvaging what we can, taking it into canon and streamlining it, making it more accessible, kind of fine-tuning all the little quirks and era-specific like misogyny things, which there's a lot of misogyny in Legends if you want to dip your toes yeah. into it. But I think streamlining it for the modern era is the best way to do it. And, you know, if the Kotal remake, um, like Connor said, if the Kotal remake's canon, great. That's awesome. That would be a great way to bring it back. You got the hype of having all the old content brought back, streamlining it for the new generation. I think that would be awesome. I think it's important to kind of accept what is, but what also what could be, you know, the potential of having all these characters. Like, look at Jackson. Jackson the Green Rabbit from Legends, who was <laughs> a very silly character, is now the star yeah. of every Star Wars annual that comes out nowadays. And I think there's a lot of potential for growth for Legends. So, as someone who grew up in Legends, who read Wikipedia articles until the sun rose, I think it's time to let the past die, but to not forget to bring it into the future. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. And well I'm, I'm kind of like... So here's here's where I'm at with it. I find that um, a lot of the conversation around it is is disingenuous, um, and it's not. So I I I love legends. You know, yeah. I um, I get accused of not, but um, I think my current count is is a 138 legends books that I've read so far. Yeah, um, wow. and I still I still enjoy reading them. Um, and Jaina Solo is my favorite character in Star Wars. Yeah. But I, it's I always get weirded out when like I have like a, a fifteen year old like telling me about legends. And I'm just <laughs> like, you know, don't cite the deep magic to me. <laughs> I, was I was there when it was written. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's like uh, I don't I don't talk a lot about legends on my channel because it brings in a lot of toxicity and I just, I don't understand why. Um, and here's, you know, uh, so you don't feel like the, uh, <laughs> outsider on this tape. Um, yeah. here's my hot take on it. Um, All right. there's a comment I get where people say legends is canon to me. And while I appreciate and can understand the sentiment that sentence is dumb. <laughs> yeah. um, that's to, to me. That's like a vegan is eating a steak, and you're like, you know, that's meat. And they're like, this is vegan to me. And you're like, <laughs> there we okay. go. Yeah. Spicy chocolate steaks. Um, you know, I, I appreciate what it is. Understand it. And I think uh, the, one of the problems is that the word canon has kind of been lumped in with the word important or yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's it not. has such a weight to it that we can't really like sort of, you know, just break it down and realize mm. 
that um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I my train of thought it was going somewhere and then it just derailed. Yeah, well, I, 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 I think it goes back to initially. It's it's when you see something that is recognized on a level that Disney does stuff right, like which yeah. is a global level. Um, and yes, there's a lot of bad things that Disney does, but when when you see that in storytelling, something that is an organization rather than what can be perceived as fan fiction or anything else. But when you see like the accredited organization put something out, it gives weight to that recognition of we see this as an organization. We see this culturally. This is important to us culturally in this storytelling. And it somewhat feels like it can lift it out of what people were doing for centuries, which was writing themselves into fan fiction so that they finally got Mm -hmm. to see themselves in the stories that they love. Um, so when you see someone else do that with the magnitude that Disney can do, yep, and I feel like it yeah. lifts that up and makes it feel like it's more important. Um, yeah. I can't speak for other people, but that's what no, I, I that's, feel like um, that's what that. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was trying to <clears throat> what I was trying to get at, like just what Lucasfilm has put out ever since uh, 2014, 2015 has just been incredible amounts of content that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Mainly publishing wise, like I did not yeah. realize how many comics and books were published until oh, I started man. to get back into them. And I started getting into them like three years ago. <laughs> I, I, because uh, I'm, because I'm caught up, which means I just read when something new comes out. You know what I mean? I'm and not so, caught like, up, especially on the books. I fear, I fear falling behind because i know how daunting i'm behind on comics i i will say that you know uh my diet element seven up to date on on the comics um and it's it's uh i don't know it's just it just it's just kind of interesting i think one of the the big things as well is that um for some legends fans they feel like something was taken away from them but the understanding was always that it was it was never canon, you know. These these were were stories, and they've said this, and uh, they've released a reader's companion to explain the legends, you know, prior to Disney buying <laughs> buying it, that specifically says that, and uh, and and so I, I think it's part of it is also misplaced, like sadness, I guess, because of of that of that statement. Um, you know, we, you have authors like Karen Travis, who is beloved in the community because, you know, she took um, Republic Commando, right, Delta Squad, and wrote books on them. It was continuing this whole thing. But George Lucas was also creating the Clone Wars. And they hit a point where what he was going to do on Clone Wars did not agree with what she was going to do. And so she very publicly was like, nope, I'm out, done. And... Uh, I know, like it. So it's it's always been a thing. I I, I love both, and I I just every like when I get the comment of oh I don't I hate the High Republic because I'm a fan of the Old Republic, and you know that's like saying <laughs> I oh, you want you want some pizza? Oh, I don't want pizza because I like hamburgers, and you're like I th- those two are they're two different. That's not related, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the the big things for, like, Legends fans is, like, for the the KOTOR remake, it gives them something that Disney, like, sees them and appreciates them and recognizes that they're there. Because a lot of times I feel like fans, like you said, they feel forgotten and, like, sad because 
their Star Wars, like, that they grew up with is no longer, like, considered canon, even though the stories are still there and the characters are still there to love. But, like, recognizing that Disney is now remaking a, a beloved game for 20 years gives them kind of something, like, oh, like, like Disney's, like, looking out for us and, and recognizes that we are still fans of Star Wars. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those weird things that, like, and, and Chaka, you kind of said it, is it's it's a false binary. And we do it with so many things that aren't just Star Wars. But it's, it's, it's not – people try to set it up as a, it's either this or that, whether it's politics, whether it's anything. Like, it's either this or it's this. And the reality is a lot of times it's, it's yes and, right? It's, it's both. Mm-hmm. It can be either. It's not one of those things that has to be a, a pick of one or the other. Um it can be multiple things that can be true in the same sentence or in the same breath. Absolutely. Yep. I think the movie Logan is better in quality than anything the MCU has done. But, uh, but that Wolverine is not canon to the MCU universe. So you don't have to include it in your MCU watch through to get caught up for Eternals. That's how I see it. It's a great, it's a great movie. It's not part of this story. And that's okay, you know? Like, yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, moving on, I got to ask favorite book? Um, we're we're going to do what's your, your favorite? And I, I know not all of you have read um, a lot or much Legends, but favorite book overall, Legends and Canon, if you got both. Worst book. <laughs> um,. <laughs> And uh, we'll just do those those two for now. We'll just do those two for now. And I'll, I'll start with uh, with uh, Sunshine here. Oh, um, man. Two books. Uh, I'm going to do two books that I really love. Light of the Jedi I thought was phenomenal. I think that was a great. Um, I, that, that came out so early in the year that it was one of the first things I got to read. Um, and I was, that, was, that was a great way to start the, this run. Um, the, the especially like the first two thirds of that book are just absolutely just perfect. Yeah. I think the uh, first like four, four chapters scared the heck out of me because it you like, know, like, <laughs> audibly yelled like I was like doing a puzzle and then like a chapter would end in the way that it does at that book and I would like slam my hand on the table and like be like Wait, what? <laughs> thanks for connecting me to all these wonderful people and then like thanks you know, Charles getting punched uh, in the gut over and over again right classic yeah, Charles uh, and then, uh, I would say the one of the big, classic charles um <laughs> one of um and then one of the ones the biggest surprise to me uh a new dawn uh the the rebels yeah, book yeah. i thought was beautiful uh, i thought i thought count vidian was an excellent villain um mm. there were moments of brutality in that book that were very surprising to me uh to happen oh, yeah he was a um, but also i think one of my favorite lines in star wars comes from that book and there's a moment um, and I've read it so long ago, I honestly don't even remember the character's name who said it. Um, but there's a line, something akin to um, maybe it's time for people to be their own Jedi now. And I thought that that was just such a beautiful sentiment and a beautiful mm. moment in that book. Um, mm. I loved it. So that's those. I think those two are probably two of my favorite books that I've read so far, um, which has been a lot. Uh, least favorite. Um, I, real quick. More, Shout out to Ray Sloan in that young Ray Sloan yeah. in that book. Yeah. 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 Love seeing mm-hmm. her. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, least favorite, um, Lords of the Sith. 
Is that the yeah. bug battles in the woods? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately. I didn't, didn't love that one. Um, was not a, a big fan of that one. Um, I, I also, uh, no one yell at me. I didn't love Dark Disciple as much as I wanted to. Um, okay. Which I know, I know I that, haven't read that's it yet, a sentiment so that a lot of people anything. are going to disagree with. Um, I... <laughs> I yeah I I hated the ending of that um, so that was it was one that I was like riding fine with the entire time but then kind of the the last third I was uh, was mad at um, but that doesn't mean the people who love it are wrong that just means that that's how it made yeah. me feel right so yeah. um, but I would love for someone like I would love to talk more about that ending at some point because I've got thoughts. Um, but yeah, yeah. Those are those, that's me. Those are the things I did. <laughs> uh, I, I love it, man. Um, and I, I find I find Lords of the Sith to be such a polarizing book. Like I talk to people and they're either like, have you read it? Like, oh, my goodness. Have you read it yet? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Neutral face. Neutral face. Yeah. Uh, um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, what, what do you think, uh, Tate? Um, I have a little bit of experience with both Legends and Canon, so I'll say, I'll start off with my favorites and these favorites from Legends. Favorites, probably the Darth Bane trilogy. I just think it's such a fantastic kind of spin on the hero's journey. We're not even following the hero, but he followed, mm-hmm. um, Desel, who eventually becomes Darth Bane, follows so many of the similar beats, you know, a uh, kid from, uh, deserty dusty planet kind of comes across a chance for greatness and he becomes one of the most powerful warmongering figures in the sith the defining character in that mythology it's just such a compelling read as well also i read it when i was 14 and darth revan got mentioned and since i was 14 i went ballistic so that probably factors into (laughs) my enjoyment of that book quite a bit um least favorite legend story um you know the second someone asked me that question i always respond with how much time do you have because you could honestly go on and on with that. But I'd say um, Crystal Star is um, infamously known for being yeah. one of the worst Star Wars novels ever written. Um, mm-hmm. One reason is Waru, the giant uh, gold waffle blob that eats Luke and Leia. And then there's... <laughs> yeah, I said that sentence. I'm not, I'm not proud. I'm not proud that I said that sentence, but here we go. And then also, who could forget um, classics like Glove of Darth Vader, which introduced <laughs> Trioculus, <laughs> a.k.a. the three-eyed potential son of Palpatine, who, like, kidnaps Leia and tries to get her to marry him. And then, like, Han kidnaps her back, and it's a game of, like, tug and war. Yeah, uh, Legends is crazy. They're definitely those two. Every time they get brought up, my face is just like, I'm not having I have a good time. A t- I have a friend yeah. who uh, does a podcast, and he, like... His big thing is the fact that he talks about the Jedi Prince series, and oh, I think God. I'll I'll text you his I'll text Please. you uh, what his podcast is after the show because I think you'll enjoy it. Every time I hear the word trioculus, I could cry. It's not even <laughs> like his profile. Like I'll tell you his Twitter. His profile picture is of triclops. Oh God! <laughs> you see, I'm I'm so happy for Alex because he's like oh, I have no legends experience. I'm like that sounds perfect. Because you don't have to see this dude with an eye smack in the middle of his forehead, like toting a gun around. 
it's, it's crazy. Just sitting over here with a big grin on my face, like a big dumb dumb. Just like I don't know any of this. You're better off for it. Uh, uh, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nice. Um, <laughs> how, how about you, uh, uh, Connor? Oh, wait, wait, hold on, just before. Um, oh, yeah, my okay. Canon ones as well. Just before. Um, I know, I know I'm going to have a nice different pick for the Canon ones because I like details. I like Easter eggs. I love underdogs. So my favorite Canon book is actually from a certain point of view, specifically the first one. I mm. love that book so much. My favorite scene in Star Wars is the cantina scene from a production and a filmmaking level, just to like um, a narrative level as well, seeing all those characters there in that room. I love it. And the fact that there's a book that I can read to the point that I know what every single person in the cantina is doing at that specific point in time, from people betting that their like entire life savings that Greedo is going to kill Han, to the little Cade, the little um, Chadra fan who's like living with his alcoholic buddy in like the sewers under the cantina. I know everything about that like little, oh, that story. And I love books like that. I love books that kind of tell, like, take us through that story, but from a different perspective. Have like you the, read the Bite? I read Cancer Bite. I, I quite like Cancer Bite. The characters aren't like as memorable because I think they were just like new and fresh. And they're, mm-hmm. I think one of them was cut. Like the one character in Cancer Bite is the giant balloon alien that screams. So it's not yeah. like the most memorable of it. But I do think it's really like some of the stories there are quite funny. But yeah, stories like that is just awesome. Like the stormtrooper who bumped his head on the Death Star is the same one that Obi Wan mind tricked. So he was tired and he got fatigued. Like that makes sense. That's awesome. That, oh wow, that's actually really freaky. Right, cool. right, right. So just also, seeing stuff like um, that. Mm. Thrawn yeah. talk uh, came came out of that as well. So oh yeah, Thrawn <laughs> talk. Oh, no, not Thrawn talk. Oh, Tarkin talk. Tarkin talk. Tarkin yeah, talk. that's true. I was doing research for a video and I was like, all right, let's like try cover every one of those stories. And I'm like, oh, Tarkin's gay? I'm like, oh, thank you from a certain point of view. I did not know that you had a hot tub in your private quarters that you invited stormtroopers to. That's really cool. Thank you, book. But but yeah, like stuff like that, it just it just tickles my fancy. And I think the Empire Strikes Back one is um, not as good as the first one, but it's also really just such an enjoyable read. Um, least favorite canon books? I don't like to think that there's a outright bad canon story there are some less enjoyable ones i don't think anyone remembers heir to the jedi that much um yeah that was the one on my mind heir to the jedi is just not like it just it feels I like a prank finished heir to the jedi recently what, what, what are your thoughts what are your thoughts <laughs> here's, here's, i can see your thought is i was tired <laughs> I mean, heir to the jedi i think started as one of my favorite books in canon. I loved all, and I hope I'm remembering this correctly because it's so hear me out, hear me out. I love right. horror stories and I love Alien. It's one of my favorite sci-fi horror movies like and so yeah. the front portion of Heir to the Jedi which is very alien, very like people are dying. Oh. Oh, he's oh, no. disruption. Oh, no. It's the Jedi oh, no. slander. This is what happens. This is what happens. No. <laughs> get him out. Kevin, Kevin right. Hart is, is in this live stream. Oh. Is, uh, in this live stream now. <laughs> that can oh, only mean one thing. Oh dear. Invasion. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read that yet, and I don't think I. Don't don't read that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twilight it's Company funny. as well. You could give Twilight Company the skip. The funny uh, thing is, with Heir, Heir to the Jedi, it was gonna be Legends. <laughs> good really yeah it was like supposed to be legends but then like it was something about 
just when it was going to get released, it was able to real just just nudge itself into the canon timeline. It's such a bizarre book, dude. So both Heir to the Jedi and Weapon of the Jedi are not up there for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it. Mm. Uh, I mean, also not not to mention just quickly, um, Heir to the Jedi, one of the first. Um, female characters of color in the new canon gets fridged like halfway through the book, which is a bit like problematic in my opinion. Like Nakari Kellen is such a phenomenal character. And then they're like, Oh, Luke's falling in love with her. Great. Kill her off to make Luke sad. I'm like, mm, that's, no. a bit, uh, that's a bit, I don't know. That's an eyebrow sense. raiser for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. You got, uh, you got cut off. Um. <laughs> They came for you, bro. They came. They, for you. As soon as I started talking, that Era of the Jedi had good parts. They they sliced the uh, they sliced the meat. Um, I love the first third of that book, and then it, it they do nothing with it on the back half, and I think that that was a big. It got very boring very fast towards the uh, on on the back side of that, and I thought it had so much potential. And now I really want like a full on horror story in Star Wars somewhere that's like rated R either movie or like comic book series. There's something that is like very much Halloween terrifying. I would love it. I, I'm, I want that story. You read Tales of the Castle? Yeah. Tales of the Castle. I have. Later. And I did. Yes, I did. I've read both the, cause the new one's coming out, right? Ghost is yeah, Ghost, Ghost of Vader's castle is the next one. Um, and it's fun cause those have a tie in to the like young reader wild space books for those who haven't read. Yeah. Those, those um, are great. Which is also pretty cool. And, and, and um, and so that was always, fun. uh, yeah. So the, I like that that was a thing. I would love to see like a full on either television series or like yeah. movie, um, or even like a longer comic run than those specifically. Um, but I did love that a lot of those were like homage to classic horror films. Um, the mm -hmm. fact that there's like an Ewok wicker man to me was like, yes. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, which made me think that Nick Cage now also needs to be in star Wars somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, I, it's Nick Nicholas Cage is like a coin toss. It's either incredible or just like, oh, I, we're doing this. Okay, that's a <laughs> swing and a miss. Um, he swings <laughs> for the fences every single time, and and I I got it. I got to give it to him. Um, also, everyone in the chat, and some people already are, but yeah, uh, please share your 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 tops, uh, your highs, and your lows from both Legends and Canon. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, who was I doing next? <laughs> well, I went to, to Connor next, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for Legends, I've only read four books up to this point, going on five. The four books I've read, and I said this in the pre-show, but it was... I can't remember the Vader uh, story... But the Obi-Wan story was the life and legend of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think they were like connected. I got them in this like really cool dual box set from like the Scholastic Book Fair, I think, when I was in elementary school. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. Or no, no, it, I think it was, I think it had to do with Luke Skywalker. I can't really remember. I don't think I have them anymore. Actually, I probably do. I just haven't read them in forever. So those were two. And then I read Death Troopers. So zombies in Star Wars, I mean, like, mm. as me as a as a 14-year-old kid, I, that was, like, the best of both <laughs> Exactly, <ones>. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then hopefully some people know this one. 
Star Wars Cross Currents. Oh, yeah. It was a time travel book, and, like, it was wild, and I don't remember anything about it. (laughs) So, but my, the fifth book I'm reading right now is the Bane Trilogy, and I'm not, and I'm a bit more than halfway through the first book, and I can already tell it's going to become my favorite, favorite Legends book so far. So I have to go, so for my favorite Legends book, I gotta go with the first Bane book. My least favorite, I have a small sample size, so I legitimately don't know. For canon, I'm going to give a top three here. Because right now, I have it as Lords of the Sith. But I think that was mainly because of just all the really cool Vader and Palpatine parts. And they kind of weren't... I mean, as far as I can... From what I can remember in that book, they didn't take up too much of it, which is kind of sad. But well, I'll my I will say though, Vader ejecting from his ship through space, landing in a broken airlock, cutting through the door, picking up a, a comm link and just breathing into it <laughs> <laughs> was so extra, but it was just badass. That's uh, so on brand. Like, are That's you so metal? <laughs> but sorry, um, keep going. No, you're good. Uh, my other two would probably have to be Into the Dark. And this good boy, and this bad baby right here, Dooku Jedi Lost. There we go. Uh, I haven't read Master and Apprentice yet. I do have it. It's in another state. Um, <laughs> most of my books are in another state, which sucks because I asked for like seven last Christmas. Um, so those would be my three right now. And just it's going to expand as I read more of the Star Wars books because unlike you, Ch- uh, Ch- Chaco, I'm so behind on the books. Comics, I'm doing pretty decent. Books, yeah. I'm drowning. It's over. But um, <laughs> least favorite, I don't know. I, like, I'm not really sure, actually. So, Just say heir to the Jedi. Just say heir to the I'll Jedi. I'll probably just say heir to the Jedi. <laughs> there we go. Easy, peasy. <laughs> All right, done. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, uh, Mr. Fahey? Uh, yeah, so, uh, like I said, I haven't dove deep into into legends but bane uh path of destruction is also my favorite legends book just like the dark side is so intriguing to me and we don't get enough of it in canon i think just solely focused on the dark side um and just his his path of destruction is incredible and the way that he goes from like the army of the sith to just the rule of two is 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 incredible to me um and I haven't really read any bad Legends books just because I've read the, the Bane Trilogy and Plagueis. Um, but for my favorite canon book, I have to go with The Rising Storm. Um, I oh, man. love The High Republic so much. It is, it's like my favorite era right now. and It's that, so good. It's so good, and it's also so painful. It um, is. Yeah, true. Like, true. Uh, the Did High you Republic see what is coming on out? Twitter. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Dude, I, I can't that. look at those oh, panels. Are, like, I, I, it's not. They kill us. Freaking DJO, man. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I DJO, that freaking Kevin Scott. Like, he's paying for my – Kevin's paying for my therapy. <laughs> my therapy. Yeah, exactly. By the end of this. But no, I'm a huge Elzar man fan. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he was a huge part of that story and just the oh, conflict God, that he goes through – is yep. so it's it's 
because I love like the struggle between light side and dark side. That's my thing. That's what I, I love about the force. And he goes through it tough and he has to make tough oh, decisions yeah. that impact a lot of people. And he has to face the repercussions, which is something I love in the high Republic is they recognize that there is darkness and they have to face it and they have to just kind of deal with it, not just kind of shun away from it. Yeah. And that yeah, book goes yeah, yeah. super into detail about, about the dark side and how the Jedi struggle with it. And I love it. Yeah. I got to reread that book. I just, I know there's a scene specifically that I love from that book. It's when Elzar just literally just says, I need help. Exactly. And I'm just yeah. like, that's freaking huge. Cause like the, if you did that in the prequels, a, they would just shun you, and B, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have felt in, in the prequels. You probably wouldn't have felt as um, not confident, but like open to just say, like, "Hey, I need help extinguishing my darkness." Yeah, so like, well, in Ju- uh, in Dooku Jedi Lost, there's the 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 Jedi who has like a child, and he, they don't feel comfortable oh, yep. Yep. admitting it. Just because of the the environment, and they don't feel safe, and yeah. something so could happen. Yoda tell her. Exactly. Yeah, it's we would have helped. Come to me. We would have helped you. Um, Do you all know how short Star Wars would be if they just had therapy <laughs> in Star Wars? They do. They have. I'm pretty sure in the High Republic they have like yeah. trauma yeah. therapists. Oh yeah, dude. High Republic yeah. is literally therapy in Star Wars. Like people always ask me, a "What if?" Of like. What if Anakin was born? What if Anakin was part of the High Republic, or like, what if do you? He would just they be would, our man. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but people always ask me. I don't know if this is something that you guys get asked too, but they would be like, "Oh, do you think Anakin would turn to the dark side in the High Republic?" And my answer is just no. Just no explanation needed. Just Anakin read the High really Republic. would benefit from someone just being like, "Hey, you want, do you want to talk about this?" Yeah, <laughs> you want to chat about that? Yeah, Avar Chris would have just been like, "Tell me about your day." Yo, you good? Ha- you good, fam? <laughs> uh, Elzar Man is is the guy I want to play D and D with because I feel like he's like, I choose to seduce the dragon. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, dude, I just want to hang out with okay. all of them. Mm. Yeah. Like, Elzar's constantly me, just shooting shots. a night out on the town with Geode. That's who I want to see. Yes. Yeah. Like, let's go clubbing, Geode. Yep. Dude, I, yeah, like, I want to see a from a certain point of view story in the High Republic, and it's just Geode clubbing. What's that all about? I, I believe Geode's the focus of the um, High Republic Adventures Annual. It's a Geode story. So, I mean... Ooh. I mean, I, I, I can't, I'm not up to date on adventures, but I know he appears in it and I want to see how he moves because I know the, the running gag in Into the Dark is that you never see him move. He just like appears behind you. I want to see him move it's on a huge. panel, visual confirmation that this rock man can move. It'll never oh, happen. No, it's conti- that gag I think is continuing. Yeah. I'll have to re- well, yeah, well, that's, the whole, that's the nice part about comics, right? Is it just he's in one panel and then he's in another <laughs> panel. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I want to see motion. I want to see sound yeah. effects. On a matter of fear, come on. That moment. Draw though. me some lines. Draw me, <laughs> draw me some lines. Yeah. <laughs> That moment when when Reith walks into like the the kitchen and Geode's there and he's like, "How is this?" Like, <laughs> he's all of us. Dude, dude, the the moment in Into the Dark where Geode saves Reith, like oh, if that was in a comic in or in a movie, I would have I would have lost my shit. 
I mean, yeah. I basically did lose my shit when reading it. Like, I literally <laughs> put the book down. I was like, what fuck? What just happened? <laughs> like a rock. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. I have a... Yeah, Brooke in the chat saying she has an audible credit, so this is giving her some some insight. Dooku um, Jedi Lost. Dooku Jedi Lost. Go yeah. with that. It has 100%. a full cast audiobook, and you don't have to listen to one narr- one narrator voice 40 different characters. <laughs> Waste your credit on just the first third of Air to the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, just stop it once you get past the center point. Yeah, there's a certain chapter. Just stop it there. Let's see. Here. Busy. Space Jam is not a big fan of Force Unleashed. I enjoyed playing through the video games, but I agree it should stay away from. Uh, I heard the novel is thing. more. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Like contained in terms of like what star killer's power actually is. Yeah, it it, it is it is. Um, <laughs> and also, you get more like character stuff because uh, he's a self-insert character so he's pretty bland when you play the game but there's there's a little bit more to his inner mm. workings in, in the book um element seven says uh for canon rising storms is a favorite but no worst yeah. um and legends fatal alliance is his favorite um dawn of the jedi is, is the worst <laughs> um dawn of the jedi actually Truthfully, I, I had a hard time getting through that book. It's it's not quite there for me, but still. Uh, Julie Christine, um, as a literary expert, um, she's amazing. Um, the Odyssey of Star Wars is incredible. Ooh. It just came out uh, with that, so that's really cool. That Boy Steve, Master and Apprentice, favorite canon. Favorite Legends is uh, Ronan. Um that no is worst. true. This is true. Yeah. The, the new one, the new novel. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. I, I got to pick that up. Is is it not dangerous to call it Legends? Because I guess Legends is that timeline of events from um, 1977's Splinter of the Mind's Eye to 2014 April. That's <laughs> Legends is everything that's not canon. Legends is it? contradicts itself a lot, a lot, a lot, and it always has. Um, yeah. It, it always has, but yeah. Uh, Drew Christine is also shouting out the Padme books that are excellent. Um, Fern is not here in the chat, but she would be talking about anything that was um, part of the Jedi Apprentice series. Uh, <laughs> so I just got to shout that out. Um, yeah, Julia Christine just mentioned that. Cameron Roberts thought uh, Air was good. It shows Luke at a low point, um, a side hmm. that we saw in The Last Jedi. Um yeah, so I'm, I I love that we have like so many different like viewpoints that it is. It's the best. I just yep. I just enjoy it. I will say the best part of Ace of the Jedi is when Luke gets um he gets that purple saber that Hulik used to have, and his family's like, "Here, take the saber. You'll need it." And Luke's like, "Oh, cool. How does this work?" And he breaks it in five seconds later, and it's just <laughs> and he's like, "Oh well, I guess I can't use that now." I'm like that's a yeah. that's a classic Luke. That yeah, I think good. there's like some artwork. Trying to look a cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like with Luke and uh the lady, I can't remember her name. But like it, it's just in this cool plant I mean this cool looking planet, I'm pretty sure he has the purple saber and I'm like, that's really cool. And I thought that was legends for the longest time. Yeah. And then like someone was like, Oh no, that's heir to the Jedi artwork. And I'm like, oh, so it's from that book. That's a shame. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I made a video about it. I was like, all the all the sabers Luke used because you know he had the he has the yellow saber yeah. in the current uh, Soul yeah. Run, and in Star Wars Annual Four, he has a cross guard red saber that he uses for like two seconds. And someone's like, well, you know, he uses a purple saber in Edge of the Jedi. I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't know that's because no one likes Edge of the Jedi. I forgot about that. <laughs> but, like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I I uh, so for for me, um, favorite. Is probably Rising Storm um, mm. from from Canada, but there's there's a lot of really high ones. Favorite Legends, it, it jumps around uh, a bit, but the novelization of Revenge of the Sith is so good. Yeah, yeah. If you have not read it, please read it. Um, I should. It 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 amplifies the film times three. Um, Roughly times three. But, like, if you like the movie, that's times three more. If you don't yeah. like it, it's three times better. Like, uh, so, yeah, high, highly recommend. Um, also, quick shout-out to Allegiance. Um, mm. uh, the book Allegiance, it's about, like, uh, imagine imagine a bunch of um, stormtroopers, but they're from a local garrison. Like, this is their home planet. And, like the really bad stormtroopers are usually ones that are traveling from place to place and they get conscripted to go with these others and they end up defecting. Um, Mm. Like he gets this, it's actually a little bit similar to, to Finn's story where they're supposed to execute like these people and they, you know, they just, they just won't do it. And after they get conscripted, this ISB agent is like laying into them because they, they didn't, you know, do it. And then they end up, fighting and wrestling and then a knife appears he ends up killing the isb agent and so now they're on the run but they're still stormtroopers so they go around doing good deeds as stormtroopers but they're defected from the empire it's a it's an interesting story um that i just i just really enjoy plus everything janisol i i love but i can't recommend it because the one of the reasons there's so much love for Legends is there's so much content, right? There's over 40 books with Jaina Solo in it. She's an amazing wow. character. Not all of those books are good books or good <clears throat> stories, you know? But when you zoom out, amazing. But, like, each one, I, I don't know. As far as uh, the worst, the thing that always comes to my mind is watching Luke fall in love with a computer program. Um, and then downloading that into a his friend's now? brain. So, so there was there uh, was there was, there was a Jedi from before the prequel era named Callista, and in a weird way, she ended up with her consciousness put inside of a computer. Luke meets this consciousness, falls in love with it, and Luke has a has a friend who's a, a female Jedi. They are not involved. Long story short, he downloads Callista's consciousness into this one's body, and then they start banging. And you're like... That's, that's, that's hella problematic. problematic. <laughs> <laughs> how, do we, how do we get I've also seen Walking, Walking Phoenix and her. <laughs> yeah. I, I just have so many, many questions. questions. Number, Number one, one, what the heck? Man, I mean, I, I only have one question. That's why. 
Why? That's another. That was my second question. Why? Like, oh my days. It's but it's it's made so much weirder by the fact that this was someone that he's known for years, and it's just like oh, now this person's brain is in it. And uh, I, I don't know. It's it's legends moved. Legends moved. There's there's wow. a lot of weird stuff. I also don't like to use on Vong. I think they're disgusting and they are creepy and gross. So. Yeah. Um, huh. Cal says, well, Echo, is there... Are we? Am I echoing? I <laughs> guess if I am, let me know. Uh, no, I don't really. Nope. nope. Uh, um, <laughs> Elwood says, I'd like to amend my worst from Dawn of the Jedi to this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. So... It sounds like there is an audio echo, and I don't know where it might be coming from, but let me try something real quick. <clears throat> so this means the Empire is invading. Again, they have that out for us. Yep. Yeah, uh, most likely. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> let me know if let me know if it is continuing right now. Um, but. Nope. nope. Moving on. I think we got them all. Uh, we, we got you you guys all. So I got to ask. All right. So what is the best uh, series, right? Taken as a series. Sometimes you have like. Oh, it says the others and not me. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, everyone, everyone sounds fun to my end. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone sounds, sounds really good. good. No, no echoing, echoing, so. so. <laughs> I mean, you uh, say echo, I think that dash, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> is there an echo in here? Is this, oh, oh. <laughs> Look, looks at the camera, the office style. Like, like really? <laughs> All right, so this is another test. Uh, how, how does that sound for everyone? Did that echo stop? Can someone else say something? Uh, echo, I don't know. Echo. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that'll do it. Um hopefully. Go. But moving on, all right, best series and who who needs a series? Um and I am going to go to I don't recall who I went to last time, so I will start with uh with Tate. Oh. This is a tough one, but but like series, do you mean like a set like set of books or can it be like a series of graphic novels or like what's your criteria for this because if you think about it in canon we don't really have like a lot of set series that like continue we have the aftermath trilogy but I yeah wouldn't we have call aftermath it. and alphabet squadron that's about it i think i, I wouldn't call aftermath aftermath squadron like best by any means but um i will say i say best series can i like can i plug high republic because i know those books are that's like a multimedia project but honestly the amount of effort and energy that goes into keeping those as one coherent narrative even across like mediums like you see characters popping up between books and they feel flawlessly integrated i know i read an interview where kevin scott and claudia gray said they collaborated for hours just to make sure that when all uh, like popped up in kevin's comics that it was like one and one like nothing changed i think just from my perspective you know i'm the canon guy i like it when things weave and end up in the sink so seeing that series and how like flawless it is how it's like one singular narrative almost like a prism looking into it you get different perspectives but it's the one thing i think that honestly makes it the best but again my definition of a series might not be up to scratch so correct me if i'm wrong there 
Oh, I, no, I, I will let I let my guests interpret the question how however uh, they see fit. You know? Awesome, awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, Mr. Fahey. Uh, yeah, so I also love The High Republic, um, but I'll go with the From a Certain Point of View series that um, Tate touched on earlier, but the fact that you can go through an entire movie from a different perspective and just see all of these characters, they have their own... The, they have their own stories, and that's one of the things that I love about Star Wars is, like, everybody comes from somewhere, and they have their own story. So next time you're watching Empire, you'll see a background character like, oh, my God, that is the person that I read about in this From a Certain Point of View book. And I am just – I'm super excited for the next one that comes out. Um, and I I just I, – it's just the detail of Star Wars that's so incredible, and it's consistent throughout – almost everything and i i just think um those certain point of view books just really emphasize that yeah oh, we got a wilrow hood story we now know his background <laughs> yeah, and exactly. what he was doing oh uh, we also know that the dianoga is force sensitive and was that was weird don't get me started yeah <laughs> i got i got a video coming up about omi omi is her name but uh, <laughs> uh, uh the, the, the dianoga that was also t- got wild but it's it's all good um <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Mr. Fahey, uh, who do you think needs a series? And I'll come back to you at the end, Tate, for, for your answer. Right. But. I would say, once again, my guy Hondo. I absolutely adore him. And I think tales from him when we last see him in Clone Wars to when we see him in, in Rebels, what he's doing, I think a series of books would be perfect for that. Uh, just like Hondo is so enjoyable as a character to me that I just want to see him be funny and be a pirate in the galaxy at that point. Oh man. Like, a, I want, okay. So now I want a Hondo series that like, but each book is set like 10 years in the future, you know, like, cause I feel like I, I low key think Hondo is immortal. Um, but I feel like it'd be <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> like watching his rise to, to power. And then as a pirate, you know, uh, Lord. And then beyond that, like, doing his own thing, like thinking about his old days with Obi-Wan Kenobi and fully believing they were best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an elevator pitch quickly. Canonically speaking, after Return of the Jedi, he writes an autobiography called The Book of Hondo, which encapsulates every adventure he's ever been on. So literally just call the book The Book of Hondo, like chapter one, Hondo and like the sea whales or whatever, and just run with it from there. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm into that yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, how about you, Sunshine? I think I think for me, favorite series, um, the Charles Soul Vader, Vader novel run or Vader comic run, I think was to me some of the most interesting Star Wars content. Um, and so I, I I loved everything from uh, the Burning Seas to. Um, Darth Momin, I thought was one of the most interesting Star Wars characters I've experienced. Uh, So I loved, I loved every bit of that. So if I had to pick like a quote unquote series, that's probably what it would be. Um, Totally worth checking out if you haven't done it. Um, As for characters, I'd love to see a series for uh, either Hondo or uh, Embo. I would love to see more Embo. I think that would be a blast to have just a fun action adventure would like, I would be so for it. Um, but also with Holdo, I would just love to see that uh, coming of age story. Cause 
Um, yeah. She's interesting in the Leia novels. She's interesting in like the one Leia comic that we get of her. I love her in The Last Jedi, so I would love to see just a full The Life and Times. Um, I think that would be an excellent story as well. Uh, all right, so you now have me like writing um, essentially John Wick, but it's Embo. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Awesome. Be cool. Yeah. Someone stole his hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Some, um, someone killed his dog. Someone killed his dog. Uh, don't 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 say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Connor? Uh, so for best book series, I'm gonna go with the comic. Okay, so I have three answers. I don't have just one when it comes to Star Wars most of the time. And I didn't really think about the high. I should have also thought about the High Republic. So that's a good one. So I I I'll go with the High Republic. 2017 Vader because that was really the first uh, comic canon series I read and I was like ooh this was good and over the summer I start I continued my read through of the 2015 main Star Wars run and I gotta put that on the list too because that really just enriched a lot of what I really liked about the original trilogy and it really really made me uh resonate with leia especially her whole arc as a um as a rebellion leader and just like what she how far she's willing to go to win this war for the rebellion and how far she's not willing to go so that was just really cool as for who needs a book series i'm I'm gonna say for the first i have i have two answers again um for the first one i wouldn't mind not seeing a series, but at least just a novel, I wouldn't mind seeing some story about Yoda on Dagobah because, like, we have a 19-year gap. So, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, sort of a deep dive into what he's doing, how he sort of wrestles with the failure of the Order and his failure to stop Palpatine and just how he starts to go cuckoo. Um, <laughs> but, like, in terms of a character that just I would love to have a book series for Ayla Sakura easily. She has like very, very little canon content and just, yeah. she was my first ever star Wars crush. And she's just also a really guy. So it's like, I need, I would love to see more of her character within canon in like a book series or comic series or something. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. Um, and, uh, real, real quick. We got, um, that boy Steve who says uh, let me <laughs> change the scene here so it works there we go that boy Steve says Quinlan Voss needs a series we haven't heard yeah. from dude since uh, since Dark Disciple uh, I fully agree with that I, I love it um, ooh ooh another one the Padawans from the Gathering arc uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like being buried after a yeah. dungeon yeah. story no, for no, sure. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you put this on me. No. They all made it out alive, okay? They did? They all made it. Cal really? uh, <laughs> uh, uh, says, I'm still hungry for that Dex's Diner show you've pitched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I always pitch this. this Dexter, Dexter's Diner, like Dexter clearly knows some stuff. He's seen some stuff. I yeah. fully believe he's in the witness protection program 
um, for Star Wars, and he's chosen to just like run this diner. But like, I I, I need a story where because it's it's also kind of like Denny's where like if you go there at like three a.m., there's all these weird people and they all have their own stories. I would love it where you can get these random people's stories kind of being told through the eyes of Dex, uh, Dex's diner. But there's also like gangsters running in the neighborhood and stuff that he has to protect and, and all this good stuff. So I don't, I just see a lot of, um, I see a lot of potential that I, I would, I just want more of. Um, it looks like, uh, like Tate's having some internet troubles, but oh, no. no worries. Uh, I got Luke here saying uh, General Grievous, hands down. Yeah, that would be yep. that'd be really cool to see. Um, yeah, that's another one. I yeah, I, I want his backstory on how he like became. The, imagine like just just this warrior who every time he gets to the top of whatever, there's still people above him, and he just like can't compete and has to start augmenting himself and then loses himself in the process. I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nidrix TT says Porter uh, Porter Angle. The blade yes. of Bardada. You know Yeah, we need to see how he becomes the blade of Bardada. You know he's got some crazy stories. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would not mind seeing more stories about the Jedi about the High Republic Jedi Masters before the High Republic. Just Yeah, a young Indira Stokes and stuff like that. Yep. Avar uh, Chris, all of them. Uh Ace Bronx wants to see a like a Yoda series. Ooh. Um Interesting. Yeah, yeah, there is. I don't know, a lot, a lot of potential. I was gonna go back to Tate's to find out like who he'd want to pitch, but um, I don't have that option currently. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, uh, no, there we he's go. Back. Apologies, awesome. sorry. I, uh, what's the word, what's the term for? I to use the refresher. There we go. Ah, okay. Happens, happens. Happens. Real, real quick. I didn't uh, get what your pitch would be for a series. Oh, shoot. I mean, Yaddle, Cloud, Bulio, Coleman Trabor, you know, just the, the legends. Yes. <laughs> no, um, I, w- I always think, you know, if I ever got the opportunity to write a Star Wars story, like what would I do? And I think one of the ideas that I love in canon so much that I think really got wasted was um, Inferno Squad. I think the idea of Inferno Squad is brilliant. I think it's a genius idea. And I really don't think they got their due. I enjoyed the Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad book. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I think uh, Janina Kavanko is such a talent as Aiden Versio. She's one of my favorite uh, female characters in Star Wars and characters in general, really. I would love to see a comic of sorts, maybe like Inferno Squad Battle Tales or like a you know a three-part trilogy. or just stories to see what they were up to. Because I think the idea of Black Ops Imperials kind of going undercover is just such an awesome like story yeah. potential that we never really see get developed because I mean, the big complaint of battlefront two is by the time we got to them three missions later, they all defected except for Gideon. So something to explore Gideon. that. Oh, Gideon's sorry. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I feel that saying the name like brought bile Gideon. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, like clump in my throat. But yeah, I think uh, Inferno squad deserves some justice. I know there was so many uh, rumors and ramblings about Iden in ranges of the new republic which i think she would fit perfectly in but you know even it would be perfect to have like all those characters come back but yeah inferno squad in the imperial era if you want to do um aiden and dell during the new republic era anything with them i would really like to see because they're great characters yeah i would not mind seeing janina kavankar in live action star wars anything 
Give me that. Did, yeah. Did you see her when she was at E3 or something and she was in like the full Iron costume? I'm like, she loves yeah. that character so much. She narrated the audiobook version of it. She deserves another shot, in my opinion. Oh, she, she was, uh, for a while, she would stream with Sam Witwer and they would just oh, talk Star Wars because they're such huge fans. So cool. So cool. Um, I just play Star Wars games. It was really cool. Uh, Cameron Roberts says uh, Inferno Squad was sick. Uh, Rip Dreamers. <laughs> Great well, concept as well, the Dreamers. Yeah. Really, really cool. Okay, so um, with the, the, the two series that I immediately think of, I have mixed feelings about because um, Aftermath, I didn't love the first book. Yeah. But, uh, well, for Mr. Bones is, is the best. But, but the first book overall, I didn't love. After the first book, though, I really enjoyed it. Like, Sinjir Rathvelis became one of my favorite characters. And, like... Mm. Um, loved him. Alphabet Squadron. I I liked the first book. The second book, I was like, meh. The third book was so good. Like, I don't know. Did, did any of you guys finish that? that? Uh, I haven't even finished, finished the yet. first book. I have a friend who is obsessed with Alphabet Squadron. And at least twice a week, he nags me to start reading them. Because I think I think I said to you once, Chocker, like pilot books don't like grab me as much. But I know they're phenomenal quality. I know. I know. I see your face. I know. The third book. The third, <laughs> I know. And, and, and I feel bad saying like, okay, read these two books. They're, they're good. <laughs> but the third the, one, yeah. The third one is so good. And it goes back and wraps up some Inferno Squatch and stuff. And it wraps up some um, um, some aftermath stuff. Speaking Ooh. of which, a book oh, that doesn't that. get its due is um, Rebecca Roundhorse's Re- Resistance Reborn. Oh, which, that's a phenomenal book. Yeah. If if like if you read a lot of canon stuff and then read yeah. that book, but I don't recommend it because it ties in so many other canon books that like I feel like. Uh, I'm not sure if you would understand the impact of certain moments in mm. that book. Have you had you not read Bloodline? You know, yeah. um, and like like Shriv pops in there, and yeah. and like uh, Brock is a planet in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Brock to get the, the ships and stuff like that. Like I freaked out. I freaked out when I saw Poe Dameron goes to Brock. I was like, wow. Wow. That's a sentence in Star Wars I never thought I would read, and just and I love it. That, it makes me happy. Yeah. So uh, I haven't read it yet. I'm just saying, but like that question, just... question: Are all these books better than the first third of Heir to the Jedi? Because that's a good question. If they don't hold up to the first third of Heir to the Jedi, I don't, you know, it's, do I it's, read? It's them? over. You've set a high bar, yeah, man. I don't know. Mm, that's a high mm. bar. Mm. I would say. <laughs> I would say Lord. I would say uh, Duke of Jedi Lost is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we didn't touch on it, but the uh, the Tempest Runner audio drama, which is again performed by so many other people, just came yeah. out recently, and it's all on Lorna D. Um, and her journey, and it is also very good. Um, yeah, so very good. Check that out. I will. I just got to finish out of the shadows. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Roberts said, I've read Alphabet Squadron and Aftermath is currently on Shadowfall. Shadowfall, like, I didn't finish it because I didn't like it that much. Uh, I, I wasn't into it. I think I got and spoiled then, on then the, the twist. Maybe. Well, okay, so that's, I won't that's, that's say the second anything. book. Yeah, I don't say, say it here. 
Um, but I reread it to prepare for the third book, and I really liked it. Um, uh, yeah, the story of Lorna D is amazing. And if you've been listening to the audiobooks, uh, it's yeah, it's just chef's kiss. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of great things uh, <laughs> being brought up here. Now, if I am commissioning a series, um, I feel like you guys took all the uh, all the good one. Oh, Brooks says <laughs> Brooks says uh, BD one and his pre Cal adventures. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, I, got, I uh, am so down for that. <laughs> uh, Fulcrum five hundred six Crimson Dawn series definitely. Oh, well, yeah, Crimson uh, Crimson Rain coming out November. Yeah, yeah. I still can, dude. I still can't believe that twist. I still can't believe that reveal. <sighs> Charles Soule, legend. I was literally, one. I was, I literally found that out the day of an interview, and I'm like, how can I focus after finding this out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, yeah. There's, there's so, there's so much good stuff. Um, that boy Steve says, I would like a reasonably made Starkiller series. <laughs> so I always get afraid of the concept. You know, like I said, I do love Legends. I don't think they should ever touch any Legends stuff because yeah. of the fan base. I, I don't know how... There, was, there would be certain things that would need to change to fit it into canon, and I don't know how people would react to change. Um... I, I think th- we've seen a pretty good uh, estimate of how they would react to change. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just look at the look at the Kotor remake that got announced, and everyone went ballistic because it's like, oh, look, Darth Revan's there. And then they, the second they announced some of the writers' room, someone was like, oh, that's the, that's that one woman from the bad SJW game. All oh, Kotor's ruined, guys. They're ruining Kotor. So the metric there is like, yeah, I don't think, yeah. Star Starkiller's like his fade isn't like faded enough, and it's like oh they ruined Starkiller. Oh, it's it's such a slippery slope. You, you almost don't want to give him the hand, but at the same time, it's like come on, let's enjoy Star Wars together. Like, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a bag of yeah. nuts. Yeah, there for sure. Um. All right. Well, let's see here. From. What you've written, I think I already uh, have a good idea. But um, as we start to to wrap up here, um, what do you tell someone that wants to start reading? You know, what what do you recommend, and how how do you how how do you get them started? Uh, so I'll ask that. I'll ask you know what are you looking forward to in the future. And then if you can add any closing thoughts and where we can find you guys and all of your amazing content. Um, And for this, I will go to Connor first. Okay. So what, so what, so it says here in my notes, what do you tell someone who wants to start and what do you recommend in terms of reading star Wars comics? I would have to go. 2017 vader because it acts as a perfect standalone story but it also connects both thematically and materially to just a lot of other canon material that like when you read and in comic books you'll see references to the vader series and you'll be like oh i remember that from issue 14 or whatever so that would be comics 
books. Honestly, I could just toss out a book and just have them start there. Really, it's just kind of <laughs> it kind of depends on the era. I would probably ask them like, "All right, what's your favorite era? What are you most interested in?" And if they're like prequels, I would go. I don't know what I would actually go. Actually, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, books is harder for me because um, okay. there's just so much, and like I'm so behind. Um, but what am I looking forward to in the future? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like okay okay but like actually i would go high republic because like that's what i'm pretty much prioritizing in terms of the publishing effort with star wars so probably just everything high republic because it's incredible uh closing thoughts honestly man just thanks for having me on this was a freaking blast oh yeah thank you thank you so much for for coming on um uh, so for those of you that don't know, I, I, I went on, uh, it was Knights of the Nerd podcast. Right? Yes, Knights of the Nerd Republic. Knights of the Nerd Republic. So definitely check them out. And also, also real quick, is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a pretty decent, I mean, I don't have that much. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Depa Banana, where I just talk Star Wars. That's pretty much my most active social media you can find me on Instagram, which I don't really use that much at ConmanJFO. <clears throat> I would plug my Facebook, but I recently deactivated it because just I just don't have any use for it anymore. Um, you can find me on the Nerd Academy podcast, uh, where we just talk all things nerdum, specifically our Star Wars show, Knights of the Nerd Republic, where we just talk any anything and everything Star Wars, so news interviews roundup all that kind of stuff topic episodes just a lot of that um and then you can find me on star wars editor ig.com sw editor ig.com where i write articles and i tell some stories and so the fan universe that's been created with it is a bit different than most fan universes people are probably invested in because we abide by everything in canon and we don't just do something willy-nilly like we just don't we don't decide like oh we're just going to do a rewrite a complete rewrite of the prequel trilogy just because we could we abide by everything in canon and we just make sure that our stories line up with that so okay interesting uh i will have to have to check that out yeah, yeah. we have some short stories published right now most of it, we it's pretty much multimedia right now we have short stories we're going to have comics we have other, we just have a lot of other stuff in the works and it's just it's really exciting oh also um jared uh, who's been on the podcast before would be very disappointed if i didn't mention labyrinth of evil um yes <laughs> legends book labyrinth of evil it's a story that leads up to uh, Revenge of the Sith. It's the reason it ends with the sacking of Coruscant, where they take the Chancellor. And it's the whole plot is the Jedi were about to find out it was Palpatine. And so he calls them and he's like, uh, can you guys come get me? Um, <laughs> and that's the whole story. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, always have to bring that up. Um how about you, Sunshine? Uh, same question, but also I have to ask, where are you in your canon challenge? 
Great. So in the Canon Challenge, I am uh, I I'm middle of the Afro comics. So the Screaming Citadel is where I'm currently Ooh. reading through. Very Halloween. Um, so I just read the first issue of that little arc, and so I'm continuing through that. Um, I've got to read faster. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's where I'm. That's what I've. That's the key. Re- that's what I've realized. Um, questions. Uh, I think. Uh, where someone should start first part of Heir to the Jedi is a great um, <laughs> to um, I think it, I think it I think it depends if you are if you've seen the movies uh, I think and you're just jumping into the novels for the first time I think Claudia Gray's Lost Stars is probably a wonderful starting point um, just to get into the, the the novelizations of the Star Wars universe I think that's a great place to start um, I also think Light of the Jedi or Into the Dark would both be great starting locations because they're just it's a very unique story that feels like Star Wars, but also just feels very sci-fi fantastic like out there. And I think that that's they got a lot of heart and I love that. And so I think those would yep. be great starting points from a novel yep. side. Um, things you can find me on. Um uh, Bending Not Breaking is a podcast where we go through every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra and pull out what life lessons we can use that are applicable uh, to us outside of the universe. And so we're, uh, we're about to start recording our second season of Legend of Korra. Um, so we've already gone through the entirety of Avatar. Um, so check that out. We've had cast members from the show on. We've had a uh, therapist on the show. It was, we have a, a range of guests that um, that we we've really enjoyed talking to and getting to know and um you know hopefully you'll have a chaco on i hope so yes (laughs) let's talk legend of cora it turns out uh season two is the least favorite uh season of legend of cora and we were having uh we we need more guests for that season so no we would love to have you on um so check that out bnb underscore pod but wherever you listen to podcast and and so um and then if you want to tag along i've been uh Work has gone off the rails, uh, and and so I've been posting less, but I've been trying to update uh, in big, broad swatches. And whenever I find out something that like Han Solo was married, uh, that that was, uh, I tend to lift those things up. Um, but yeah, TikTok BNB underscore Pod there, and so uh, join along for the ride. Uh, if you want to start the Canon Challenge in 2022, I'm going to do it again. I'm kidding. I'm not doing it again. Um, <laughs> Only if you want to torture yourself. Be- like no, yeah, it's so, it's so much. Um, yeah, it's I, I will never do it again. I will never do it again. But if you want to try, get like absolutely um, do that. So yeah, no. But thanks for having me on, Chaco. This has been fantastic. Um, I appreciate the time and allowing me to be here. Oh, thank you so much for for coming. It's it's uh, always a pleasure talking to you, man. Um, and uh, oh, what what are you looking forward to? This is a great question. That well done. Um, I think for me, I, I, it is always beautiful to see people come into the fandom and and have different moments uh, that bring them into it. The fact that um, I get to go through uh, some of this journey, not all of it, but my fiance started getting into Star Wars because of shows like The Mandalorian, and that allowed her to start willing, like a willingness to watch Rebels and a willingness to read some of the books. And I think that that like more moments and more shows and more content that does that is fantastic. And so um, anything that allows people to join in on this in a way that feels right for them and that feels good, I think is a positive. And so anything that's more shows that are geared towards that. So I'm very excited for pretty much everything on the run. So I loved uh, a lot of visions for that same reason. Like it's, it's really cool to see stories told in a way that speaks to the people getting to create them. And I think that that's, um, 
it's a joy to see people do that. Anytime we open our doors wider, we get better. So, right. Uh, so I love that more content that comes out like that. I can't wait to see it. Um, like I'm a sucker for like the, the little girls going to Disney, like dressed as Ray and like standing up to Kylo Ren or like meeting yeah. Ray for the first time. Like, yeah. th- like those are the, the YouTube videos that like made me cry. So, um, more moments like that. I think I'm totally for. Oh, uh, element seven says, you know, you can, you can always do a, a legends continuity challenge. Uh, oh, um, no, thank no. you. <laughs> no, not because it's bad. Like it's just, uh, I'm gonna take a break from being forced to do anything in order. Um, I'm just, I'm gonna watch the MCU out of order on purpose, just because I can. At the end of this year, um, watch it backwards. It's gonna be yeah. randomized, but yeah, just watch it backwards. <laughs> just watch it backwards. I'm gonna yeah, just, just see what happens. Um, yeah, yeah no more no i'm sure like another five years i'll pick another weird challenge but next year's challenge is going to be like the fast and the furious canon like that's like that's what i'm going to do uh 2022 fast and the furious canon that's it yeah i i appreciate it uh so so to quote dio no thank you no thank you um all right and uh how about you tate um you know I, the whole reason i started my tiktok is because of the mandalorian season two which is such a fun season to see, like, all the players um, in play, essentially. But there's so many people, like um, Alex, who was like, you know, who's Bo-Katan? Who's, what's the Darksaber? Cobb Vanth? Who's that dude? Um, Timothy Oliphant? Like, you know, it's a lot of questions and stuff. And I think kind of gearing people in, in, like, a nice, slow, steady way. Because, I mean, you could hand someone, like, the entire timeline of all the canon novels, and you'll scare the daylights out of them, and they'll never want to touch Star Wars again. But I think if you can ease people into the stories, it's really good. So I'll always, my question is, if someone says, how do I get into Star Wars? I say, what do you like about Star Wars? You know, if someone's like, well, I kind of like, uh, I like the Jedi. You know, I really like Obi-Wan and Anakin. I'll be like, well, you know, there's a really short five-issue comic about Obi-Wan and Anakin. I think you should read it because there's some cool moments. Or if someone says, oh, I kind of like, uh, you know, I like pilots and stuff. I'll be like, cool, Alphabet Squadron, you might enjoy that because there's a lot of pilots in there. So it's really what makes Star Wars tick for you that I would recommend. However, that being said, I must agree with Connor in that Darth Vader, uh, Lord of the Sith, 2017 Charles Soul, is so good in quality that I would consider to be recommended reading for engaging with the saga. I think it resonates perfectly with Anakin's narrative. I think it ripples thematically throughout the the franchise the fact that it incorporates themes and ideologies from the sequel trilogy as well that kind of bleed in i think it's beautiful it sings to quote george lucas it truly is like poetry it does rhyme i think that is honestly just the perfect starting point also darth vader is like the epitome of cool he's like the coolest dude in the world of course you're going to read darth vader so i think that's a perfect entry point for anyone that just casually wants to dip into it well, but, yeah, um, you, you even get that nice little reunion of uh, of anakin and uh, lee char um you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. He he helped put him on the throne and uh <laughs> he helps get him in. <laughs> Things happen. Padawan <laughs> Bar yeah. is my least favorite. Like the mo- I hate oh, that character boss, with sucks. every fiber of my being. <laughs> That's me with Pong Krell. Fair and boss is someone telling Charles Saul they're like, could you make Pong Krell but worse? And he's like, sure, here's Fair and Boss. Farron Bar, I actually find to be like the anti Pong Krell because, like, you can see where he's coming from, even though his intentions mm-hmm. aren't super great. Pong Krell's just a dick. <laughs> like, that's just Riff, it. 
Tampson. The Amtons. I loathe Riff Tampson. I want. Shockley. If, if I want to sh- strangle his big old thick stupid shark neck, that's that's how I feel about Riff Tampson. But <laughs> well, where where can we find you and your uh, awesome content? Tape? Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Star Wars Fact Guy, F-A-C-T. Um, at the moment, it's spooky season. It's October. I'm breaking down the weirdest, the strangest, the scariest things in Star Wars. Just recently, we did a video Andrew? about the Bowmom. Oh. oh, we could. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, we recently did a, a video about the Bowmom monks, the little spider droids crawling around Jabba's palace that are actually the disembodied brains of monks that wanted to meditate on the universe. And we've got so much cool content coming up, like the Dren gear, um, everything around the sun. So that's really cool to look forward to. Uh, when it comes to what I'm looking forward to, though, I mean, shoot, I will tell you, if you told, if you asked me last year, would I watch a Boba Fett show? I would have said, no, I don't really care too much about the toy selling figure man. But now I am 100% <laughs> geared into Book of Boba Fett's like. I don't think you could have come up with a more genius premise than Boba Fett becomes the kingpin of crime and he's out for revenge. I'm like, holy cow, that's the story that I'm willing to watch. Just seeing um, Samuera Morrison, 60 years old, going to be kicking ass. I think that's going to be incredible. Ming-Na Wen, Fennec Shan. ming Star Wars is just a match. <sighs> Ming-Na Wen. Fennec Shan is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. I think she's incredible. I think her aesthetic, her vibe, her attitude is just perfect. And Ming-Na Wen is 57 and she's kicking ass. Like, good Lord, woman. She like, doesn't even look 57. She doesn't. She aged perfectly. Yeah. But I, again, I won't, I won't sum too long. But yes, Book of Boba Fett, I think <laughs> is going to be incredible. Um, I really wish it was coming out sooner because I just can't wait at this point. Um, when it comes to Expanded Universe and um, novels, comics and stuff, Crimson Rain starts in November, five-part miniseries about Kira during the original trilogy era. Blew my mind. I saw the front cover. I saw Kira. I saw Ren. And I saw Tide Defenders. And I think I screamed for like five minutes straight. So <laughs> I cannot wait to see what's cooking in Charles Soule's brain. Um, beyond that, High Republic comics, Eye of the Storm, I think starts in January. The last time I was on this podcast, I said to Choco, I want to see uh, a Martian Rowe story. And here we are with Martian Rowe. Uh, miniseries. I can't wait to see what's up with him. And then my personal itch to scratch is just the Andor show. I'm a Rogue One nutter. Yes. I love Rogue One. Yeah. And with Andor, the second they said, oh, the old production team coming back. Special effects guys coming back from Rogue One. Makeup and design coming back. They're bringing back all the background aliens from Rogue One. So it's like a continuation of that aesthetic. But they've got characters like the one soldier, Mulchi, he's coming back. They got Draven coming back. Mon Mothma's coming back. And then apparently um, rumored to have Bail Organa. How, how like, did they get that that new Mon Mothma that is the same person as the old one? Like, I don't know. That was, that was weird. <laughs> it's so strange, but I love it, the man. That connected tissue. Rogue One, just so good. It's so, so good. So freaking good. Also, just holding out the fact that if we're really doing like early era rebellion stuff, that we'll see Enfys Nest in Andor. I really hope that's going to be the case. Oh yeah, I think that'll be the perfect place to have a. I would not be surprised if Andor ties into Solo with the whole coaxium thing at the end. At the end of the novelization, gives it. Yeah. Yeah, when she gives it to Saw. I wouldn't be surprised if Saw held, if Saw gives some of it to like the rebellion and Andor's, you know, the delivery man for that. But exactly. we'll see. I would regardless, I'm that. just excited for Andor too, man. <laughs> it's gonna be maybe cool. a Cal Kessel's appearance. 
I oh, hope not. Don't scare me like that, one, please. You know, you know how I feel about cameos. One and one and one or two is fine, but I don't want to see like Yaddle and Mace Windu running around and Andor. I just need his story to be told in the video game format, and then after yeah. his main story's finished, if he's still alive, he better be still alive. Respawn, do whatever with him. Yeah, let him have his time first. But um, closing thoughts. Honestly, we've went on such an awesome nerd tirade about canon and legends and stories and what resonates and what doesn't. But um, the best advice I ever got recently from a friend, it really sounds like some bubblegum rapper, um, fortune cookie stuff, but the true canon is in your heart. It really doesn't matter these guidelines that they give you about, oh, this is the timeline here, this is the timeline here. If you want to enjoy Star Wars in whatever way makes you happy, go ahead. I, My mom's friend um, has only seen The Mandalorian, and to her, that is Star Wars. Is The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda going on adventures, that's her whole world for Star Wars, and I think that's awesome. Whatever way you want to enjoy Star Wars, enjoy it your way. Otherwise, it's just not going to be fun. And if it's not fun, why bother? So enjoy Star Wars your way, true canons in your hearts, and thank you for having me on the podcast again, dude. It was an absolute blast. Awesome. Love it. Uh, more more will come for sure. I'm Absolutely. already pre-booking you for, for Rogue One. You, yes. Becca, uh, we're going to do uh, Nicole... Um, uh, who's M as well? Not here. You got to get in. Yeah. And M, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I am hoping that uh, for your you know spooky content, we're gonna see something about Faison Gore. Ooh, um, that's a good one. Because, that's a good uh, one. That that that's the last Doctor you'd ever want to see is Faison Gore. <laughs> I, I think it's worse than Doctor Evazin. Personally, I'd sure. rather I'd rather see Doctor Nugo Vendi um, for, for, for a cough or whatever. But still, um, last but not least, Jedi Connor, um, Mr. Yeah. Fahey. Uh, yeah. So uh, a lot of you guys kind of said what I'm going to say, but like you just have to you have to ask somebody if they're trying to get into Star Wars books. Like, what do you like um, for prequels? Honestly, for prequels, I would recommend reading the Revenge of the Sith novel just off the bat because if you've seen the movie like Chaco said it, it, it makes it better threefold um, and lost I would say lost stars for for um, the age of uh, rebellion and then I would say bloodline for um, mm-hmm. for resistance because that that book is if you, if you like so if you don't like politics it could get maybe a little tedious but I enjoy um, seeing the ins and outs of the of the New Republic, so that book was was a, a real hit for me. Um, and then honestly, the High Republic is just a great place for anybody to start because it's so far removed, but it's still Star Wars, and you still have familiar elements. But it's new characters, new stories, new places, and it's a great fun way to get involved because it's a little out there. Some of the things in the High Republic are a little bit out there, which. I think is when Star Wars is at its best. So I would, I would definitely recommend that. Um, what am I looking forward to? If you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said visions, but since that has passed, um, I would say either Kenobi or, or the accolade just cause I'm a high Republic buff. I love it so much. Um, it's dark side, which I said earlier in the podcast, we, I think we need more of mm-hmm. um, some dark side centered stories and we don't really know that much about it, so there's an element of yeah. Just we just like know surprise. Yeah, only thing I think we know is that it's near the tail end of the high. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, so that's that's what I would say I'm looking forward to most. Um, 
And where you can find me, uh, basically Jedi.Connor on all platforms like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, soon YouTube. Um, and yeah, just just thank you, all of you guys. I, this was a great conversation and just kind of reinvigorated my uh, inspiration to like make content. Like after this, I feel like making like 10 videos about whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, just thank you so much. Yeah, I, uh, awesome to have you guys on. You never it's every week is is different and and like it's it's you know last week we talked about uh asian representation and like this week there's such different conversations but so good next week i want to do like a reversal type thing so next week i'm gonna have a bunch of people that were brand new to star wars as of the past year and kind of get their thoughts so um I, i have um uh, bad recaps is coming on, and I believe Nico. Uh, there's 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 a few people that um, are going to be popping on. But yeah, if you want to hear the thoughts of Star Wars from the eyes of a brand new fan, uh, mm-hmm. please please tune in next week. Um, oh, also, I'm super excited to have um, Alex from Star Wars Explained coming on the week after that. But for real, that's sick, dude. Oh, we had man. him on. Yo, Chaco, I think you you probably saw this on social media. Jared had Alex and Molly on, like, to talk about Wave 2 of the High Republic, and I was so mad I wasn't able to be on because I had a wedding reception this Yeah. Well, I was trying to get them on for this episode, but they're on a on a um anniversary trip right now. But Oh yeah. Um no, nah, it's 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 super cool. I've gotten to talk to him before, but it's it's such a cool network. Um, anyone that is like not into, and it's okay not to be into canon or or whatever, but once you get to the positive side of Star Wars fandom, it's the best community of any community I've Absolutely. ever been a part of. Like yep. bar none, I've met so many amazing people and had so many awesome experiences. So. If you are listening to this, you're probably already one of us. But if if not, uh, we would be honored if you would join us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, again, I, I fully agree with you guys. Uh, finding out what heiress of Star Wars someone is into is a really good way to to start. But uh, Vader twenty seventeen is my go to recommendation yeah. in the comics because who doesn't like Vader? Yeah. And uh, if you like originals or if it doesn't matter where you like star wars it's right in between it's self-contained it's beautiful um for for books like you said lost stars is, is great master and apprentice i think is is an excellent starting point as well agreed yeah um, Dude, i lost like those two. uh a friend of mine asked Kevin on twitter if he worked with Claudia and like worked real really closely with, with Claudia when he was writing Dooku Jedi Lost and when she was working on Master and Apprentice because like there's a lot of links to those two and he said he did. So yeah. just it, it's a ba- they're basically a duology. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Uh, I call it the the rail duology. Um Yeah. <laughs> rail Avros is, is the guy uh in Hearing his yeah. voice in the in the Dooku Jedi Lost audiobook threw me for a loop because I didn't know he was Southern. And I was like, who the heck is this guy? And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's Rail. 
Okay. Uh, I love Mark Thompson. I'd love to have him on at some point in time. Listening to him do Mace Windu is terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if, uh, it's, it's Mace Windu with a southern accent sometimes, and it's, it's, it's weird. It takes you out of it. Anyways, um, thank you guys once again for coming on. I all, all of you guys are welcome to come back. I will in, extend invites to all of you um, again. I... I certainly appreciate having people because I didn't know this existed, the ability to nerd out like this. I didn't yeah. know this existed until we were all forced into quarantine. Um, and we all, I, I don't know if we all just got weirder or what, um, but it's, it's amazing. And so I, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, until the next time, thanks again for joining and may the force be with you always.